ready for them. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we're trying something new here. So this time around, we didn't get prompted with music because we're using an online. Carlos, can you not click your little thing because it actually you can hear it. It I records. Was, you know, you know what? You know, it's funny. I was actually going to ask you that. Okay, never mind. <laughs> So as you guys know, we love to do everything raw. So you're going to hear some bumps in the road as we also as podcasters learn how to incorporate new technologies because we are no longer living in the same state or the same and definitely not in the same city. Not my choice. If you guys feel the different vibe on this, Vero's at fault here. (laughs) You cannot tell me otherwise. Yeah. But we'll make it work. But there'll still be some live sessions. We, We have some things planned. So yeah, she decided to leave Cali after so many uh, talks in the in the podcast and and talking about what's going on in Cali, this and that. She just had a breakdown and cried, and one day she just tells me I'm moving. I was like, No, you're not. And then she's like, She moved. She First got her all, two dogs and her husband, <laughs> and boom, took off. I did. I packed up a U-Haul and took off. Uh, exactly. So no- she didn't want nobody to know because she did this while what? Where were you in Colombia or something like that? You were out of I the was. country. You came back and like I'm out. Like, what do you yeah. mean you're out? Yeah, it was it. really fast, you guys. Like, first of all, I had no breakdown. We were just all over California. We wanted to try something new. We wanted, honestly, it's too hot. Admit it. It's too no, damn hot. No, no, no. Do how and really? It's also, too hot, really? No, no, no. We just really wanted to try something new. <laughs> it is really hot, though. But we want to try something new. We actually were looking at Washington. We were looking at North Carolina, at Texas. Colorado. I mean, so many different places. And our, a lot of our friends kept saying, go to Oregon, go to Oregon. And we had, Carlos, we had talked about Oregon, how like, it's a cool place. So then we came. Wait, 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 wait. Don't tell me like, I just said, I think the Goonies are from over there. No, but you said that you, you <laughs> would consider Oregon also. Like, it seems interesting to you, right? Right. That was actually one of um, one of my top picks to move out of California. But since she's that type of friend who would just take your shine and do oh, it herself. whatever. It's anyway. like, like, oh, I want to get these red shoes really cool. And then the next day she I'm shows up at school with the red shoes. <laughs> I'm paving the way. So when you come here, you don't feel lonely. But anyway, right. we came to Oregon, came to Portland. We fell in love with it. We immediately started looking for a place, sold a house in the mountains and took that, bought a place in Oregon. And now this is where I live. And it's been awesome. I love it here. It's great. Guys, I already... guys, everybody, everybody. You guys really think she's going to say it's not awesome? No. You really think she's going to say, say, I don't love it? No, you wouldn't. It's like I one would. of those things that you tell the waitress, is the food good here? Can you imagine the waitress oh, tells I you? Oh, I full-on say no. she's like, shit. <laughs> I am the type of person to be like, you know, honestly, uh, it's, it's too salty. Can you please take it back? I send my food back. I'm that person. <laughs> so it has been really cool. I've already um, interacted with some agents here. They have events coming up next year that I'm obviously going to attend. So I'm excited to explore a whole new uh, state. It is really different. You want to um, hear what you know? What you want to hear? What some of your other friends, not myself, are are hearing right now when you're talking? What? I got tired of you guys. I was bored over there about the insurance industry. I'm going to make new friends over here because you guys suck. I'd rather see new agents over here because the agents over there in Cali suck. Yeah. That's all we're hearing. Oh, my God. Can I just say that I am so happy not to hear California Fair Plan? I really am happy about that. <laughs> now you get to hear Oregon Fair Plan. <laughs> no, I get to hear and you qualify for a normal insurance company. Hey, That's you know what? what? I and, I was, and I was going to send you a post that I got from Oregon. That says that the education schools out there are eliminating any uh, uh, writing and math and everything on any testing because they feel like that's not 
good. That's not fair for the kids that don't know how to write and read. Well, honestly, like, it's not fair for kids that don't know how to write or read. There's a lot of people that take tests verbally and do just fine. I agree. I agree. Anyway, it's been an adventure. I really love it here. Um, at some point, uh, Carlos will come up and we'll record in person. But for now, we are experimenting with different online podcasting tools, not just your regular Zoom because they can get a little bit stale. Dude, so we'll these see how it goes. Zooms. These are all Zooms. They're, yeah. So Carlos, everything <laughs> is Zoom. Everything, everything is Zoom. You anyway. FaceTime me, it's like a freaking Zoom. I know. Anyway, Carlos, you just um, recently heard a story that I think, well, yeah. Harley, we wanted to share it because just when you thought you've experienced every situation. Or you thought you knew about every situation, how yeah. it worked. You don't. Well, here's the thing. I think we need to lay the foundation that it's not it, being um, having an insurance agency usually means you also have people under you. And you as an agency owner put a lot of faith in those individuals, especially if they've been doing something for a long time. But every once in a while, you know, something slips through the cracks and, and nobody does anything on purpose. But when assumptions are involved, that's where things really fall apart, right? Yeah. I mean, here, here's the thing. So always remember the insurance industry, no matter when people say I have 20 years, 30 years doing this, there's always something new coming out or something you weren't aware of it. Just because you haven't encountered it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So I want to say maybe a couple of days ago, maybe almost a week, ran into a friend of mine and and pretty much told me a situation that happened in his agency. And I thought I knew everything, but it was kind of a shock to me. Okay. And we're kind of looking at two different ways. So you guys can kind of see who's at fault, who's not at fault and stuff like this situation. It's a commercial deal. Okay. So let me guys give you an example of how this kind of goes in a normal situation. I mean, as far as most agents know. So the agent in the past is familiar with, because he's learned that he writes a commercial deal and he gets, he gets premium finance, right? Obviously the client doesn't have the hundred thousand dollars to pay for the premium. So he gets finance, he gets financed by a finance company and requires the client to put money down and then the finance company pays the carrier the rest of the money. It's kind of like a, a card note, right? They, you get a bank or someone to loan you the money to pay for it. So the same scenario here. Now, if you have to make a change to your policy, add a vehicle or anything, you submit the request endorsement to the carrier. The carrier will send you back the invoice and let you know how much more it's going to be. So you can go ahead and notify the finance company, hey, there's been an increase on the amount. We need to adjust. Obviously, the payments are going to be higher. But remember, we're doing this because the, the the insured has to pay the finance company on a monthly basis. Pretty simple. A lot of people knew this agent of mine, my friend, he thought that's how it's always been. So until now. So here's what recently went down on a commercial situation. So he's working with a company, right? ABC company. ABC Company gave him a quote for a pretty large deal. Loved it, liked it. Now, when he was submitting everything, the ABC Company asked the, the agent, hey, you guys could do in-house financing, okay? Which means we'll go ahead and give him a payment plan and so forth. That's just how it is. Um, I guess you can say this was a direct company. Or this is what they also told him. Or you can bring in your own finance company. So what's the difference here? So the company says, well... With us, you know, when, when you finance through us and they're making payments monthly, you get paid as earned. 
which is not a bad thing, but sometimes agents are not very thrilled about it. Now, if he would have used a third-party finance company, well, guess what? The finance company is going to give all the money to the carrier, right? Because the client is going to pay the finance company on a monthly basis. So technically, the, the carrier got paid up front everything for the policy, which means there is no pay as earned. They're now going to pay you everything up front. So the agent was like, dude, it's going to be a good payday. Awesome. Great. Submits, does everything great. The finance company go ahead and pays the carrier. The And since the carrier got all the money, the carrier sends a big fat check to the agent. Everybody's happy. And this was just in the beginning. Right away, the agent gets a call from the client. I want to go ahead and cancel the policy. They're moving, family drama, blah, 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 whatever the case may be, but cancels the policy. Okay, so the policy is canceled. Now, during that time, right before cancellation, a request of an endorsement was made, was requested by the insured. So like my agent did what he always does, tells the insurance company, hey, we need a, here's a request for an endorsement. They want to add this vehicle and so forth. Okay, great. Submitted the endorsement. During the same time, um, the client just decided to cancel the policy for whatever reason. Okay, got the client to go ahead and cancel. And turns out the client never even paid his first premium payment either. But anyways, um, you know, when they cancel the policy request of the insurer, you got to go ahead and get a cancellation notice signed by the, uh, by, the, by the client. So they got that signed, submitted to the carrier, done. Okay, it happens, right? Now, we know in this situation, if you got paid everything up front, you got to pay it back. It's called a chargeback, right? We all know that. So the it was paid back. So the the technically the agent, my friend, he had to pay that money back, which he did. He paid that money back. This was done. This was in February, a couple weeks ago. He gets a letter from the finance company, and says that you have an outstanding balance from February or March for ten thousand dollars. And he was like, at first he thought they were referring to his chargeback. And he's like, no, I paid this back to the carrier. Here's the proof. Here's everything. So he thought it was like maybe a misunderstanding because obviously that sounded about the same amount of his, of his commission. So he gave that money back and he's like, okay, I had nothing to worry about. But then the finance company does, does a little bit more uh, digging up and it turns out it wasn't on the commission. It was on that endorsement that was made. So now the agent was like, wait, the endorsement, I understand I requested the endorsement, but I never got a reply back. I never got an invoice so I can notify the finance company. Well, guess what? In this situation, the carrier said, well, we don't send you the, the, the invoice for the endorsement. We send it directly to the client. Like, why would you do that? So I have to, I have to ask the question. You as an agent submit an endorsement and don't you put a follow-up or a reminder that says I should check on it because I would want, it's a big deal. Yes, this is sounds right. like a whale of a client and I okay, want to so, be like, Hey, did the endorsement go through? Where's the proof? Okay. So submitted, he that's what I asked him. So he submitted the endorsement, but remember right after endorsement, he requests just a cancellation of the whole policy. Now keep in mind, he was waiting for a reply on the endorsement, which in most other cases, he gets a reply from the underwriter if they need any additional information or here's the invoice and here's the increase on the policy. He never got any of that. But you know who did was the insured. Okay, but I go back to if you don't receive something, don't you think you should follow up? 
even if you just say, hey, you know what? Policy's canceled. Cancel everything. But in the in commercial, you know that somebody has to pay for an endorsement. Right. But so I'm just I'm that, just trying to no, 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 understand. No, no. And this is what no, trust me. And the agent, this is these are the things we asked the agent, and the agent was just telling me, like, well, you know, in any other situations, I would have requested an invoice to make the payment. Because the biggest thing though is this though, for a commercial agent, is that if, a, if an endorsement is made, remember when an endorsement is made and your premium increased, you know you're paying for that coverage. So his concern was like, I'm waiting for the invoice. I would wait for the invoice so I can notify the finance company because obviously the monthly payment is going to go up for the client. He yeah. never got any of that. So it was just him thinking that's how it always works out. But sure. in this situation, they send it, it to the client. Yeah, they send it to the insured. That's so now, such a bummer. Wait, so now, what did the owner do? Because I feel like the owner and that agent had to have a discussion. And so how did that discussion go? It because was, it's not like the agent tried to mess anything up on purpose. No, no, no. It, it, it's not. But at the same time, somebody has to take the hit. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to say if the agent is going to pay back or the agency. I mean, that's their personal business. But at the end of the day, they contacted the, the, the finance company and everything. And this is how it kind of looks, okay? It kind of looks like this. The carrier said, shoot, the client never even paid us this premium, and now and now he didn't even pay for this endorsement. Well, we have all this money back, all this money, let's just go ahead and send and minus that to the carrier and let these guys deal with it. But they never, but here's the thing that's frustrating. They never notified the agent of any of this. Are there like are there other agents that have worked with that company that know whether or not that's their normal process? Like, there's a drop of communication between. I think honestly, like I want to say maybe nine out of ten, everybody just does it in-house financing and they just go with the flow. Yeah, and I'm starting to see why in that scenario. I don't know if anybody has ever encountered this. Maybe they've heard of it, or maybe honestly, the carrier told them this is what could happen. You know, um, but for us, uh, for for them. You know, us knowing this, like, I didn't know. Like, he came to me asking me, like, if I knew this. When you like, say in-house financing, you mean They're the going to have a payment agent, plan. Yeah, like the, the, the carrier. The agent went with the carrier's um, payment plan. But typically, an agent will go with their in-house financing partner. Like, right. whoever they have a relationship with. Correct. The agency's partner. Yeah. So, here's, here's how all this really started coming up. Because this happened already in February, March time, right? And the finance company reached out to the agent and agency and be like, look, man, I value our relationship, but like, what's up with this? This has been outstanding since, you know, this day. But this was the first time they've heard of it just recently. Why did they just hear about it? Because the invoice and everything was sent to the insured. So technically, put it this way, the insurance company said... The insured owes us this money, but shit, we'll just take it out of your guys' cutting. You guys figure it out. But you know what? Since we send the invoice to them, we're not going to notify the agent. I really think this is like, to me, obviously, I would want to clarify and talk to other agents that work with this company. Hey, do you guys see that there's kind of like a lack of communication there? And it, I would think twice before wanting to do business with them again. Yeah, it's it's pretty intense. Um, yeah, so but that's... I would, Sorry to cut you off, but I would also take this as a huge learning and say, okay, if I submit an endorsement, follow up, follow up, follow up. Well, yeah, no, no, for sure. For sure. Now, the funny part is, is that 
He said, we've dealt with this in the past before, not for 10 grand, maybe for 1500, 2000. And, and this is usually happening in an endorsement. And he's all years ago, we had a situation, which now I know always asked for the invoice. And once you get the invoice, because remember the invoice is going to tell you how much the increase is. So you, you technically tell that to the client. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you collect that money from the client. Mm-hmm. But how can you collect on something you don't even know how much you're gonna, it's going to be? Because they just yeah. send the, they just send the bill directly to the insured. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So everything. I mean, the agents knows everything happens so fast. From writing the policy so huge, closing and collecting down payment, and then endorsement, and then request for cancellation, and boom, it just happens so quick. This it's is like, where... imagine 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 planning a wedding, having yeah. your bachelor party, getting married, getting divorced. Signing paper all within like two months. Can you imagine that? And then you forgot that there was an an outstanding lien on the house. Right. uh, It is one of those things that I'm so glad that that person was willing to let us share it because commercial commercial is such a a fun um, aspect of insurance, but it's also where you can really get the biggest hits if you're not careful yeah so man uh, so i mean i hope that you're you stay in touch with them and we find out what well, kind we of resolution will. We will. Well, well, here, no, well he did tell me uh, we we talk on a daily basis but um they're paying it they have they have no they have no choice they wow. have to pay it to, well, to, yeah. the, to the finance company i mean it sucks it feels like someone was blindsided but at the end of the day, these are the costs of doing business. Thank God it wasn't more more than what it was. But, that's, but there's no you know, hard feelings with the finance company, right? No, because no, no. We well, see the first the finance company felt like the agency was dodging them. Oh, like oh, we got this money, but we ain't going to pay you right now. We'll go. No, they they thought that's really but, strange though, because if it's especially if it's a finance company that there's a relationship there, um, like why not just be early and call? Well, no, check this out. So technically. They they received the letter and they assumed this was something that had to do with their what do you say his commission, but at the end of the day, like they called, they reached out. Trust me, it was it was pretty. It's it's pretty good on how they took care of it. It's just it's now more easier to understand and clean this mess up when you know exactly what happened. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's kind of like me telling you, hey, how come you didn't pick me up? This and that at this time. I send you the message, blah, 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 this and that. You're like, dude, my phone broke. Like, oh, my bad. Like, yeah. I didn't know you didn't have a phone. Until you get the whole story, you can kind of understand, okay, it wasn't with bad intent or anything, but it just sucks. And and that's why, you know, for anybody who's listening out there, if you're dealing with commercial, all these questions, ask them. Ask all these different questions. Find out just because you're used to doing it a certain way with most companies, there might always be that one company that works different. Ask these questions, figure it out because- to get hit with an unexpected bill, because at the end of the day, who really owes this money? The client. Yeah. The client. They don't and care. I, and, and you know. You know what? I asked. I asked the agent. Did you reach out to the client? So I've been calling them, emailing. I'm just. They just ghosted me. Like they don't that care. Client not pay this. That client's moved on. They're probably going through a divorce or death in the family or, or bankruptcy, whatever. Like that client has moved on. This is the least of their worries. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean. It's just like, and it's one of those things that it hits right around the holidays. <laughs> so you're just kind of like, come on. I know, I know, I <laughs> so, know. So yeah, what a bummer. But hey, don't get discouraged, guys. It is what it is. There is 
a solution to everything. It's it's like like with the IRS. If you owe a ton of money to the IRS, there's a solution. You can work out a payment plan. Like there is a solution to everything. Don't get afraid. All this means, I mean, don't be afraid. All this means is that you have to hit it just a little bit harder and and make sure that your processes are in place. Your follow-up game is on point. Um, You're communicating with the owner and that he's aware or she's aware of what process is in place for follow-up because chargebacks and unexpected invoices in commercial 10,000 is a deal. I I mean, you've heard of things even higher than that. And yeah. it can be really tough on the bottom line. Especially if the agent's paying for it out of pocket. Mm-hmm. They have to sell a whole lot of policies or a couple other whales to make up for it. So Dude, it it sucks. It is what it is, but I mean, I'm sure they have a great relationship and I'm sure they're going to figure it out yeah. and be able to understand and and how they can fix this but you know what at the end of the day it's one of those things where you learn you know it's part of the business and i'm sure the owner doesn't doesn't think that the i mean at the end of the day i would have to say yes agent had some part in it because he should have kind of looked at the whole thing maybe there's a lot of going a lot of stuff going on meaning like like i said it happened so quick and everything and he just assumed something but i guess like you said earlier in commercial never just assume never assume no, don't assume it gets expensive. Yeah. Well, so man, crazy. thanks for sharing. You have to let us know what happens. Agent got arrested. He faked his death and moved <laughs> moved to Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that episode on Scrubs. Remember that show where the janitor comes back and they're like, "Dude, where have you been? I th- we thought you were dead." The, he's like, "I take my own death, bro," because he didn't want to. He didn't want to pay his credit card uh, yeah. collections. So yeah. anyway. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week. It'll it may be the last episode of the year because we usually take a break during this time. But if we suddenly, you know, some breaking news comes out, we'll obviously hit the hit the airwaves again. But um, we have yeah. a poll going too. Just if you guys want to get in it, how long will Vera last in Oregon until she finds a new state? That's just rude. Dude, right now, I think. Look, we have thirty boxes. One box says one month, which I doubt it. I, my box actually says four and a half years. That's, you know why I said the that's half? Good. Mm-hmm. You know why I said half? Because it's usually over over either it's too hot or too cold that makes you think like, oh, we got to go somewhere. We got to go somewhere else, and that's pretty good because I feel like movement should occur every four and a half to five years. So yeah, who knows? Oh, but the pool means you're coming back to Cali. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. You never know. See, you always thought you were going to be out in the mountains like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I did. And look I at did. you now in Oregon. Which she, is so I mean, guys, if you guys, if you guys can see her, she's trying to put the outfit of an Oregon right now. Like, seriously. What? I'm That's wearing Oregon, a baseball cap and a sweater. It's cold. Dude, it's hot over here. Hey, but it's LA represent. See? Not even a real LA hat, man. It looks like a it sticker on the hat. hat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, We'll we see were, how this we one goes out. We were already saying goodbye. Thank you. So please like, share, let us know what you guys think. If you have something similar about the situation, something new, um, share it. We would definitely love um, to hear your your side of it. And um, that way I can rub it into other agents' face and be like, dude, everybody knew about it except for you. Dumbass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> On that so, note, we'll catch you next time. See you later.